Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. All right, welcome back to the show. It's V-Day in BC. Frontline healthcare workers set to get the vaccine first. But what about other essential workers? Teachers in line to receive the COVID-19 vaccine during phase two of the rollout plan. That will be next spring. But do you trust what's happening in schools right now? We're seeing more exposures and breakouts at schools leading to closures, including a Christian school in Surrey. Our show contributor John Jang now has more. Good morning, Mike. As we rumble ahead towards Christmas, that'll be a welcome time away from schools for parents, teachers, and students. As we've seen the number of COVID-19 exposures in schools actually increasing over the past number of days and weeks. And for more on that, we're now joined by Kathy Marlis. She is the creator and admin of the BC School COVID Tracker Facebook page with over 40,000 people following the page for all the latest on school exposures. And Kathy, it does seem like school exposure notices are being handed out at an increasing rate. Uh, I agree. It's it's been a rough few days. Um, it's been we can see the progression happening over the last couple of weeks, but it's it's hit uh, a big peak um, in the last two days where we recorded over fifty schools each day, and that, that's a lot. That was a lot of um, uh, messages to sift through and letters and, and lots of really concerned teachers and, and families. And what's more concerning than just the increasing number of school exposures is the fact that the notices being given to parents and families are starting to become more vague and in some cases are simply inconsistent with what really seems to be happening in certain schools. It's almost like there are extra hurdles for you to have to jump over just to decipher what is really happening. That's correct. It's become more and more uh, complicated and confusing, um, and we're leaning on those that send us the letters to kind of help us decipher. So, for example, we'll get letters that um, they'll get multiple. Sometimes the teacher will get one version of a letter, and the, the school community will get another one with very different details. So one will say there was two people who tested positive, or the, the other letter that went to the school community said there's only one. So do we post it as two separate exposure events or only one separate exposure event. Then we had another incident where the the public or the school community was told there was one and then the admin of that school sent out a letter that said actually four people in the school had positive tests and they were in the school. So that that to us says there's four separate exposure events. So it's a lot of sometimes it's guessing. Some of the letters they're stopping putting the school names on the letters themselves and Sometimes it's on a, a cover letter and it's been, then the name is not there. So it's, it's just become harder and it takes us longer. And uh, it's hard. It's hard. We're just, the winter break can't come soon enough. Now on that note, I have to imagine more and more parents want to see an extended Christmas break. At this point, though, it doesn't look like it's happening. Certain schools are making those choices independently, but the government has not confirmed an extended break here in B.C., uh, no, and it hasn't been, uh, well, uh, they keep saying they're not going to extend the break. I know it's causing a lot of um, frustration and 
you know, there's a lot of emotion behind that. Um, I think there's there's two sides to to look at this issue. I think a lot of people feel burnt out. A lot of the teachers have expressed that they they need more time, that they've never, like they feel this way in December when they normally feel like at the end of the year, the exhaustion and the stress and the toll it's taking just to do the job daily is immense. It's It's an unusual stress load. Um, and for the students as well. I mean, they're, you know, even for my own family, it's it's every day you go to school, it's, you know, did this, did this person cough? I think this person said they had a scratchy throat. Do I have COVID now, mom? Like, there, there's this, I hear this from parents all the time, that the stress and the toll it's taking is immense. And I think, you know, for some they feel, you know, there, there are people that may gather, um, even though we're told not to over the break. I mean, we've seen this on Halloween and Thanksgiving and, and a variety of other holidays that well the numbers spike and, and are we sending our children back into um, a spike of cases and incidents at schools? They're just they're just trying to play it safer. And there are other provinces who have acknowledged this and are doing this. I want to point out that on your Facebook page, you shared the fact that Alberta's Chief Medical Officer Dina Hinshaw actually shares school exposure notices and information when she meets with the media throughout the week. And this is something that Dr. Bonnie Henry hasn't done here in BC. And when reporters ask about certain school exposures or situations, she doesn't always provide answers that are specific to what's really happening. Agreed. I did post that. And um, I, I saw that video of their, the Alberta public health officer sharing those numbers. And I was just floored. Like, why Why are we so different? Why does the British Columbia government feel we can't handle this information? Why does our public health officer feel we can't handle this information? I, I think it's our right during a pandemic to know the state of affairs in our schools so that parents can make informed choices. This is where people are getting frustrated and more um, irritated by the situation. It's quite obvious that there is a huge discrepancy on how BC is handling the situation. And I think, you know, if they could just share the information. I mean, uh, they sh- I shouldn't have to do what I'm doing. It shouldn't be two moms in BC that are tabulating and, and tracking all the schools in the province. If, if we can create a database and do this, I mean, the, the public health officer can share it. Very well said. She is Kathy Marlis. She is the creator and admin of the BC School COVID Tracker Facebook page. Kathy, again, uh, thank you for doing what it is that you do. It's really an unpaid full-time job, but as we like to say, transparency saves lives. So please never stop what you're doing. Oh, I really appreciate the support, John. We're, we're going to keep, keep going at it as long as we need to. Okay, that was uh, our own John Jang in conversation with Kathy Marlis there. And John joins me now. Good job on that, John. And I follow this Facebook page. For anyone who's got kids in public school like I do, I think it's well worth keeping an eye on that Facebook page. They do a good job there, but I think she raised a good point right at the end of your interview. Why isn't the government doing this? Why isn't Bonnie Henry doing it? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an excellent question, especially yeah. since we've heard Dr. Bonnie Henry and uh, government leaders talking about how impossible it is to actually gather all the information. Well, Kathy's been doing this basically for months now, so it's clearly yeah. not impossible. And the other question I would have is why uh, doesn't Dr. Bonnie Henry follow what Dr. Dina Hinshaw is doing in Alberta, sharing the school exposure notices during those press briefings? And instead, uh, reporters here in BC have to ask Dr. Bonnie Henry about school incidences. And even when they ask, the answers that they receive are not really really clear. They're very generalized. So it just seems like if you're sending the message that schools are safe, 
well, then why don't you share that information during those press briefings? Yeah, I mean, we can handle the truth, like the, the old line from the movie. But uh, in the meantime, that Facebook page does a real good job in tracking COVID cases in schools. Thank you for that, John. You got it. Thank you, Mike. All right. That's John Jang. He's a contributor here on the show.